0: Welcome back to the Cats Eye Podcast. I'm Jalen Phillips here with my co-host Lewis Rowe. Today we got special guests from Sam Houston coming on, talking about Greek life, and we got other ideas and topics for spitballing. Tell you what's going on in our lives. So, y'all stay tuned after
1: this break. Hey Bearcat fans! If you're looking to keep up with the Cats, be sure and head to the Apple Store and download the all-new Bearcat Sports app. It is your one place to stay in touch with Bearcat Athletics including game recaps, highlights, and live audio streaming of Sam Houston football and basketball. It is also a spot to be able to listen to your favorite Sam Houston podcast, including BSN Extra and the new players-only Cat's Eye podcast. Check it out in the App Store. Search for Bearcat Sports. Eat them up, cats.
0: Welcome back to everybody listening to the Cat's Eye Podcast. We're on episode seven already, huh? Crazy how time's going fl- flying by. Uh, Lewis, man, we know you had your scrimmage last week. Uh, tell me about that, how everything go with you, you guys. Um,
2: well, we had two scrimmages. One was a closed and one was an open. Um, so we had a close scrimmage against Oral Roberts, who is yeah, a very good mid-major program. Uh, they went to the tournament, I think. Uh, two of the last three years
0: yeah they up, they upset virginia right that was them or somebody um, they upset somebody a few years ago
2: <clears throat> yeah something like that are they no yeah they because they, i they had that deep playoff run uh-huh. um so we beat uh Oral roberts we looked really good there um and then we played north texas he was in front of some people some crowd and we were we kind of saw what we needed to get better at um which is perfect for us um Obviously, North Texas won the NIT last year, a very successful program. Head coach just left for a Texas Tech job, and they're meant to be a scary team this year. we meant to play them uh, after Christmas. So we, uh, I think it was a very positive thing for us. Um, I think we saw how we needed to get better and how we needed to play every time we stepped on the court. We can't take plays off or can't not come out with energy. So, um, I think it's a really good warm up game for obviously Monday night. We're at California playing at Pacific. I uh, heard they're always a, a decent, solid program, so that won't be an easy game. So, I'm just obviously excited just to go and play against someone else. It's been a hard fought few months of uh, preseason, so I'm excited to you know go start travelling and, and hopefully win some games.
0: Yeah, Any takeaways you noticed from the first two scrimmages about what y'all need to do better and about what you guys need to work on? Um, I
2: think the biggest thing, because obviously we're a very new roster, so uh, just kind of trying to learn to play with each other and trying to build that bond and connection, um, whether that be getting around your teammates a little bit more or just coming out and just having that energy, whether you're on the court or not. Um, So I think a lot of the technical and skill stuff's there. We just got to put it together and put it together for 40 minutes. I think. We definitely had spurts where we looked really good, but we also had spurts where you could r- really tell that it was a little bit robotic or a little bit sluggish cause, but uh, due to multiple like reasons. Mm-hmm. So I'm not too worried, I think. We, we already kind of took a step back and looked at ourselves and realized we could be really, really good. We just got to fix X, y, and Z and have that consistency. And I think we've already taken a step in the right direction already in practice
0: since our
2: exhibition against North Texas. Mm -hmm.
0: How do you think you all built that type of chemistry and become a closer team so that you're able to play together and play more more freely and less robotic? I mean, obviously nothing's better than time. Mm -hmm. Just being
2: able to go through hardships, go through ups and downs with your teammates and being able to persevere through it, that's obviously a big thing Um, because obviously – We play some really good teams, but no matter who we play, we're going to have ups and downs in the games and whether we can stay together and and stay as a unit, that's a big thing. So I think time is going to be a big thing, but also just trying to learn to play with each other, how guys like certain things. Um, Some guys like maybe coming off this action or want to get to their right so they can pull up into their jump shot, some some just small niche stuff. But at the end of the day, we just got to – want the want to win more and be tougher than them that's just going to get you basically um a long way there ahead of the opposition so i think time just continuing to play with each other learn from each other and I, I think we could really um be i honestly think from november 6 to whenever our last conference game is before the tournament well i think we'll be a c- completely different team i think will be we'll be a team that gets so much better with time and um, I'm really looking forward to that growth that we have.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm excited to watch y'all uh, starting on Monday. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you guys, <laughs> it's um,
2: <laughs> homecoming this weekend. Yeah, You guys are playing Kennesaw, who's in F- FCS school, Got joining Conference USA next year. Yeah. Definitely
0: a winnable game, we'll just say that. Mm-hmm. Surely this is the one. I man, I've been saying it for the past eight weeks, but surely this is the game we win. It's homecoming. We have a good environment, good crowd out. We play a uh, play a little bit earlier. We play at noon on Saturday mm-hmm. rather than the early games. We play at six and seven, but uh, we're really excited to play Kennesaw. Like even though they're FCS team, they're still a really good team. They, uh, they run the ball a lot and have a good running game. Their quarterback's been there for I think three or four years now, so he's pretty experienced. He's played a lot of football, so he's much the leader of the team. So. We're going to have to shut him down, shut down the running game. And then our offense, uh, we'll just take care of business. You know, I think it starts running the ball. So we'll run the ball effectively and now open up the pass game. So all the, everybody knows it's been a tough season. You know, we've had, we've had multiple chances to win a lot of games. The past two games we lost in overtime, correct? Yeah. yeah. last two games we lost in overtime. So, you guys has been breaking my heart. I know. Like, what are the odds of that? We get all the way to overtime and then we just lose it at home. So it's been kind of frustrating, but, you know, everybody – I think I feel like everybody on the team still kind of enjoys being there. You know, it's not like, even though we've been struggling this year, it's not like this year's turned into a drag or anything where it's like, oh, we got to go to practice or miserable to be here. I think everybody's still kind of enjoying practice and like enjoying things and getting ready for the game. And so I think even during all that, that's why it sucks so much to lose because we see how much time and effort everybody puts into this, whether it's the players, the coaches, the support staff, the trainers, the strength coaches. So, it just—it's very disappointing when you lose, and we see how much work we're all putting in. So, I think that's a thing that's going on with us. But like I said, man, I feel like a lot of people are still enjoying it. Obviously, the season has not gone the way we want to, but these last four games, we're gonna, you know, play hard, play for each other, and uh, most importantly, probably play for the seniors. You know, because a lot of those guys and a lot of people, this could be their last chance playing football. You know, they might not make it to the next level or never play anywhere else again. So. Know it's important for us to you know honor them and play our hearts out and play strong and for them. Wow, oh, wow, that's an incredible answer. <clears throat>
2: I mean, obviously, you stayed for the UTEP game all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. Broke my heart, FIU. Broke my heart, Jackson State. Broke my heart. Yeah, three, three overtime losses at home has got to be a, a record. So I, I think this has to be the one. You gotta get, you gotta get your your win. <clears throat> Excuse me you're going to get your win against a future future uh, opponent future conference opponent i think that will set the slate forward anyway moving on a team that has been doing quite well soccer obviously a big turnaround new coach new system all that sort of stuff uh they just started their conference tournament yesterday with a 3-2 win over FIU mm-hmm. and now they go on to play New Mexico State which is the number 1 seed and favorite to win
0: uh, the conference. What do you think? You think they, they could they could go the way? Yeah, definitely. We're going to need a big upset. Obviously, New Mexico State's one of the best teams in the conference. Actually, the best team in Conference USA. So, you mm-hmm. know, it's not going to be an easy game, but definitely something doable. I feel like soccer is about mostly about momentum, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you're playing good and getting a lot of shots on goal, then the more shots you get, the more opportunities you get a chance to score. So, I think we have the – players and the capability to do all that so i'm excited for them i'll be uh, watching on friday
2: yeah i think i mean it's so interesting because uh jc you can correct me the producer here um they played new mexico state and drew 00, zero at new mexico state yep so that's yes, a good sir. sign but then they played liberty who's not the number one seed and just got smacked mm-hmm. i think it was like six seven seven nil or something like that or was it, yeah five Sit. five one Six, six, no, six. Six. Six 6-1. Appreciate you, Jase. Uh, <laughs> so I think, like you said, it's a big thing. If you can come in healthy with momentum and some energy, they could, they could take it. Because I feel like if they beat New Mexico, they, they think they play Friday. Uh, if they play, beat New Mexico Friday, give them so much momentum, a lot of confidence, and then they have to win one more game, and then they go into the tournament. So, mm-hmm. And that's a turnaround from, a, I think, they were 2-12 and 12 last year. Yeah. So that's a huge turnaround to a team that could almost go to the uh, NCAA. So I think everyone needs to get around them a little bit more. You know, I mean, I'll be definitely be watching ESPN Plus, I believe. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. We can do it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I I have confidence in them and uh shout out our, our favorite player Dana Hansen, mm-hmm. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne. <laughs> and I
2: think it's uh she led them to their first Conference win since 2015, I think uh-huh. it was. So she had the armband on, and I'm sure she uh, led them with uh, full pride.
0: So, armband means you're the captain? Yeah. Oh, so okay. I, I think I knew that. That's why I said that. So make, just ha- I just had to make sure and clarify. I don't want to sound <laughs> dumb or anything. <laughs> you're all good.
2: So, I mean, apart from that, you know, obviously the the season's starting to change. Football's closing up, soccer's closing up, volleyball's closing up. And now it's, obviously, it's, it's money time. It's basketball, basketball. season. I'm know? excited
0: for basketball. I'm watching a lot of NBA lately. Uh, I watched the Lakers, like, the past couple of nights. You know, LeBron, 21 years in the league. Mm-hmm. Still still the best player. Like, it's kind of crazy. Like, how how is he balling, still balling
2: like that? Yeah, starting to get cold out. You know, stay in, watch the basketball. I mean, November, we're pretty much never here. We're on the road, or majority of November, so you won't be able to really get to see us a whole lot, maybe one or two games, and mm. then no December and then January we'll start to play more and more home. But uh, we got a pretty tough slate. We pretty much don't have any gimme games. Um, so we, because uh, Texas Tech, they played after us in our exhibition. And boy, they look good. <laughs> they uh, they beat Texas A&M, who was preseason ranked like 19th in the country. Yeah. And so they, they was hooping like, Texas Tech was hooping. They were playing hard. They were playing. So the ex-coach who won the NRT with North Texas moved there. Do you so, know his name at or all? No, or no? uh, Grant McCastleton something, Mick something. Uh-huh. He's, a, he's a heck of a coach. Really, really good coach. And uh, he's brought that grit, kind of that mid-major style basketball to a high-major powerhouse to kind of revive them a little bit because they've already got the talent. Mm. I think they just had a little bit – needed to f- shift their focus, play a little bit more gritty basketball which he brings and watching them in the stands yeah it was it's gonna be a tough one when we go first game after christmas at texas tech in lubbock which is in the middle of nowhere if if anyone knows
0: lubbock's in the middle of nowhere you know it's a big party school out here at lubbock yeah texas tech well because there's nothing not doesn't just wind farms out there so farms are, 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 are everybody all they do is party out there uh,
2: i mean i will not be there to find out because <laughs> i'm there you know business trip so um yeah so that's gonna be a tough one obviously we go into, after Utah Valley, we go straight into a back-to-back of Oklahoma State, Old Miss, which, yeah. The well, Oscar is going to be brutal. Brutal, yeah. And then we have a couple games, and then we go to GCU, which is arguably the the uh, hardest play place to play in college basketball. It's packed. You can't hear anything. And then after that, we go to Arizona State, who's another top 25-ranked team in the country. Uh-huh. Are you are you gonna stay in arizona that whole time you think i think so yeah um so that november is gonna be packed yeah just wherever we're going it's just gonna be just crazy team so but yeah uh anyway guys that's enough of me talking i'm sure you want to listen to somebody else so we have a guest on coming on the next segment to talk about greek life so stick around with us and we'll be back after the break
1: Hey Bearcat fans, it is basketball season. It is time to get your tickets to see the Bearcats in their first season of Conference USA. Be sure and log on to your Go Bearcats account and get your season tickets today, or you can call the Athletic Ticket Office at 936 294 1729. Eat them up, cats!
2: Welcome back guys to the second segment. We've got a, a huge guest here. We've got Kyle from uh, Fire Gamma Delta, also known as Fiji. Uh, he's gonna uh, speak with us about, obviously we're two athletes. We don't really know a whole about frats and sororities, especially me as a international kid. I have no idea outside of all the American movies and all that sort of stuff. So Kyle, thank you for ha- uh, joining us by Dude, the way. I
3: appreciate you for having me. Talk to us, where, where are you from, born and raised? So I was born in Atlanta, Uh, grew up in Atlanta, Marietta, right outside of Atlanta. Um, It was a a harder place growing up, Uh, just moved around a lot, really never got to play sports like that, Mm -hmm. Um, just hopped between houses and houses. Finally, my mom and my dad got a place over in Houston, Uh, jobs moved just over here, stayed here from 10 till now, Mm -hmm. so half my life, and then created a small friend group that I had in elementary school. Um, There was five of us and Truman who's on the football team right now is one of those guys and he is one of the reasons why I came up to Sam So um, I really had no plans going into any four-year university I just wanted to get my like two years out of the way if that makes any sense So Mm. my parents had there's four of us. There's four siblings So she couldn't afford to put all of us into a university all at once so the thing was, for us, we had to go into a little two-year school first. So I picked this community college, and Truman kind of convinced me to come up here after it. So came up here and met all the football guys, and uh, we just had completely different schedules. Everybody on the football team was completely running meetings, practice, th- all throughout the week. So I really didn't get to see them until, like, the weekend. So I went to one of the tailgates and um, kind of met some of the guys at Fiji. Wasn't planning on rushing or doing anything kind of like that, um, but... I met two of my really, really good friends there now um, in the fraternity and they just kind of showed me how that networking works throughout the whole town when you join a, like an organization like that, mm. if that makes any sense. Yeah,
2: okay. So I have a bunch of friends and family back home in Australia that listen to this podcast. I have no idea about frats and sororities. <laughs> so before we dive into Fiji and all your experiences and stuff like that, For those who don't know who need educating which is me just explain the basics of frat sororities how you join why you join that sort of stuff and how like in a sense how it works like the dynamics
3: so you have fraternities and sororities sororities is completely all girls and fraternities are completely all guys um fraternities for guys usually end up being kind of where you find like your your family if that makes any sense like you find the people that have the same morals matches you the state like most of the things that you kind of like it's really where you just find yourself if that makes any sense you have an option to kind of pick where you want to go so basically kind of works is formal recruitment for every school you get um all the weeks following up to this one week to meet all of these guys you get to kind of meet their friends kind of go to their events their parties whatever and then when formal recruitment comes, you get to visit their houses. You kind of get to visit their their whole group. Their alumni come in, everything like that. Um, and throughout that process, they get to an- analyze you as much as I, that you analyze them. So most fraternities and sororities, your name and their name have to match kind of together. So, like, let's just say for me, um, I'm a wild guy, didn't really, like, match well with this fraternity and they're analyzing like me like that's that's something that we kind of just don't want you kind of have to match like their personality like their traits almost in a sense so we have values so most fraternities have values those kind of like things that you follow um for us it's uh friendships knowledge service morality and excellence and it's kind of what we like surround ourselves with um and you know every fraternity has different it's hard for me to speak on other fraternities there are so many um, and they're so old as well. Fraternities go back very, very in early 18th, 1830s thirties, eighteen twenties. Our fraternity was founded in eighteen forty eight. So you're talking, oh, less than a hundred years after like we became the United States of America. Mm-hmm. So it just goes back pretty deep. And then sororities are almost in the same sense. Um, they 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 still have that that family aspect. There just seems to tend to be a lot more sorority girls and sororities than fraternity guys and fraternities. Um, but usually we all kind of almost hang out as a whole. It's weird because it almost feels like high school again, if that makes any sense. It's like high school being in a small town. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of knows everybody. But it's the same way at places like A&M, UT, um, when you're in greek life you almost tend to know a lot of people that are in greek life just like when you're on the football team you hang out with the people on the football team when you're on the basketball team you tend to hang out with those people on the basketball team mm-hmm. so once you're in it's kind of like you just are usually around those people and if you're an outgoing guy like you get to meet everybody else because that that networking starts to come in um but fraternities as a whole it's just that family it's, it's really just a family group And um, you just have to learn what the fraternity is before you really get in. So that's usually that new member process. So when you enter, we have a four-day pledge ship. So that's kind of what we do. It's basically that time is to really understand what the fraternity is, meet our guys, meet our brothers. And then throughout that first semester, it's just really learning um, kind of our history because we have... Books and everything that cover all of our history and all of the important people that have been in there Like the owner of Nike was a five gamma Delta mm-hmm. Phil Nye Phil was Nye. a Fiji. Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, he's a Fiji um, There's a couple presidents that used to be Fijis um, There's a lot of important people uh, Donald Trump's son. He's a five. he is a Fiji So it's it's really cool to kind of see like the 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 history behind it all but there's so much history between all sororities and all fraternities. It's just Almost think about it like a, like a sports group, but without the sports. Mm-hmm. It's everything aspect of it wise, family wise, everything like that. But instead of doing sports and practicing all the time, mm-hmm. we usually end up doing business and dealing with money and then also throwing events, social events.
0: Uh, can you tell me about the networking that goes on with being in a frat? Dude,
3: man. So, I mean, that's how I have my job. So the way I started DJing was because one of our older alumni, Drew Varner, shout out him. He is awesome. He works at Jolly Fox. He is someone who uh came to me and was like look man like i kind of want i want to bartend more but like i still want to dj but i want to teach you everything and i'm like dude i would love to have the opportunity and that was back in april and um he just came to me and kind of just started teaching me the ropes teaching me the ropes met talked to jared met jared the owner of the fox over there and uh um, kind of gave me that opportunity to do it uh but the networking goes deeper than that we offer Internships for two huge corporational companies that are in America. Um and those actually help pay your dues too, because we provide those internships. Not only those internships, you get to meet we have seven we have almost seventy guys in our fraternity. You get to meet not only all of them, but when you get to meet those guys, you get to meet their families, right? So you get to meet the friends and families that are connected with those people and you get to learn also kind of what they're good at. Like We have guys who on ranches go hunting all the time, right? So if you wanted that access to go and do all of that stuff that you probably never got to do when you were a kid, you have that access too. People with boats, not only that, people with parents who have had companies throughout their family that might be able to offer you a job. It just goes as deep as you're willing to take it. It's how outgoing you really want to be. Like If you're an outgoing person and you can have a conversation with someone, it can go pretty deep into how many people you get to know.
2: Mm -hmm. So... Talk about your experience in obviously you rushed Fiji and you were accepted, and now you're a staple of that mm-hmm. fraternity. Like, w- obviously, you don't have to talk as a in the terms of a personal sense of like why you chose Fiji, yeah. but <clears throat> what was your experience like? Obviously, you said that you weren't really thinking about going down this route. Like, what no, not at all. I what really like moved you to because obviously, it's a big big like change in your life to yeah. decide to be a part of a frat so what kind of like changed your perception
3: it was okay so the first week i was informal so i didn't go through the visiting the houses and stuff i really didn't even get to meet anybody else except the people in Phi gamma delta which mm. you know was crazy for me to be able to just be like you know jump onto it and say do it um but i met um two guys one Isa uh their brothers isaiah and jeremiah and uh I got to see the people that they were around for throughout like the first week. And it def, it was just people that I could relate to in that sense. And if I knew that they hung out with people like that, then I knew outside of that, there was a map. It was a like a bigger group of people that had the same kind of morals and everything like that. And I just wanted a second kind of family. I had a clean slate coming up here again. I only knew Truman on the football team. So for me, I was like, you know, let's. I'm. I want to be able to meet a bunch of people that kind of are close to me in that sense. That feel like almost family wise, because it does. It's. It is very family almost oriented. Like, everybody's at everybody's house all the time. We usually hang out with like ten, twelve people at a house at one time. It almost feels like a little kickback, but it's just us hanging out. Um, but it was kind of a split, like just an instant decision. I kind of saw everything, and I was like. Man, I really, like, I'm in school. I'm doing well in school. And the balance has to be there. But um, I was just like, man, shoot for it. Why not? I mean, I didn't have anything to lose. Everybody that I knew that was already up here just had a different schedule than me. Couldn't hang out throughout the week. So I just found myself at home all the time, not really doing anything, wasting my time. So, you know, I was just like, man, why not? I found Isaiah, he uh, works out a lot, too. So we had that kind of in common. So he went to Ironworks. I just got a membership at Ironworks. And it was just us working out all the time. And I'm just like, man, why not? So mm-hmm. that kind of was that for me.
2: So you guys um, obviously frats, they, you guys live in one house. Is that how it works?
3: So y- usually, yes. So the thing is for us, we're such an early fraternity on campus. So for example, DELT, uh, Sigma Chi, and KA, they've been here for a long time, right? So they have that alumni backing that'll come back after they've graduated from this mm-hmm. particular school. Excuse me. And they will come back and bring the money. Or their alumni will help fund whatever they have going on. The thing is is with us is our oldest alumni from this school is in their mid-30s. So what we have to do is... Optimize on our situation and just say look, you know We can't afford just one house to house eight or ten people right now Because we don't have those guys that have been through our chapter that would like to bring money back because they're so young They're in their 30s. They're having kids. They're buying houses They have, they have other stuff to throw money into right now than just leisure mm-hmm. and bring it back to us So for us what we have to do is kind of separate it. So we have multiple guys with multiple houses So if we throw an event um, we have two guys that have pretty decent-sized houses, so it works out in our favor, um, but we kind of just have to work with what we got. Those roadblocks on, you know, having an early fraternity like that is what we kind of have to go through. Mm-hmm. I mean, we just don't have that funding coming back to us yet Um, I'm hoping to be one of those people that are able to bring money back for us so we can get a house or something like that Mm. that would be great I would love to see in 30 years me come back and we have a house that would be awesome
2: yeah so obviously uh, you can correct me if I'm wrong Mm -hmm. so most colleges four years colleges have so there's a Fiji and a bunch of other schools
3: yes so we are we have 237 I I might be off, but I know it's in the two thirties, um, chapters in internationally. So Mm -hmm. in Canada and in the United States, and that's how it is for everywhere. So, um, Sigma Chi, Delta, K, a, um, SIGAP, Sigma Nu, all these fraternities, they have multiple chapters. They're called chapters. Mm -hmm. So our chapter has an identification to a Greek letter. It's Sigma Eta. So if you look up Sigma Eta chapter of Phi Gamma Delta, it'll be on Sam Houston property. Mm-hmm. So every uh, chapter has that identification for in, in Greek right there. Yeah. And so um, there's multiple f- everywhere. I mean, we have some in Arizona, Georgia, almost in every state we have a chapter. So it's just kind of planted in the United States wherever like Baylor was the first Fiji to be in Texas. They were, there, were in 18s, late 1800s. So um, it just kind of depends on if people get an initiative and they're coming together and they're like, we match the values of Phi Gamma Delta, we would like to charter. So we ended up like, founding our chapter in 2013 on this campus, and we ended up going through the IFC, which is the Interfraternal Council at Sam Houston State, uh, and 2015, and we got chartered. So we have to go to IHQ, which is our headquarters through Fiji, mm-hmm. and get it approved. We have to have a certain amount of uh, requirements done for the chapter to be initiated. I think there's a requirement of brothers that would need to be initiated to, and then it becomes cha- like chartered. So when we chartered was 2015, when we founded was 2013. So that's how that's why our alumni aren't so old here. But yes, there's multiple everywhere throughout the United States. And do and you have Canada. much?
2: Do you have much to do with the other chapters?
3: It depends on them and us. So we have. So our president communicates between all of the presidents throughout the United States and mm-hmm. in Canada. He has a <clears throat> chat that goes in between, and most fraternities do. Um, but the communication and like collaboration between it's hard to do because you live in certain different places. So it's yeah. not like you know you're going to meet halfway. It's you're either going to meet there or there, and that usually just doesn't happen. And there's some schools, to be honest with you, that don't communicate with us as much as other schools. So it's just. They, it's their willingness to do so on our end, too. Um, but usually, if you say you leave a school, so we have a guy that was in Arkansas. He's actually at uh, Sam Houston now, and he was a Fiji over there. And so he had our, their president contact our president and let him know that he was coming over here to Sam Houston and um, that he will be joining your chapter over here as well. And so our president met with him. His name's Will, and uh, he's on the golf team. Shout out Will Glass. Uh, came over here and he was like, you know They got to have that conversation that meeting with them and he was like, all right Well, you can join over here and you just become involved over here. You get to meet these guys They have the same values. They're Fiji for a reason So, you know that you're hanging around people that you were almost hanging around back when you were in Arkansas mm-hmm. so it does work like where they do communicate and they do have those conversations because there is a president's chat but it is not more so of like collaborations. It's more for that communication wise, and like also if if a, in a a chapter's done an event before that we have, we might look for the like look at them for advice. So like when we had our uh, formal last year, it was this pig dinner. It's a huge pig that comes out. It's um the longest running annual event in the entire Greek world. It's a huge pig. It's a huge pig dinner, and um we haven't done it in a while, so we. Talked to other chapters that have recently, mm-hmm. and we just got advice on how to do it. And we do it at Margaritaville; it was a great time. But um, you you kind of get advice feeding in from everyone else that are might be older in that sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Something I wanted to ask you is, uh, you know, we always have football games during the we we have some during the weekdays and the weekends. You know, what are the tailgate experiences like for you guys? Because you know that's something I've always wanted to do, or I thought was pretty interesting that y'all tailgate everything before the game. So,
3: yeah, so. But well, we, The reason why we tailgate is because, obviously, we want to go to the football games, too. We love, we love to go into the football games, and we like being there and supporting our guys. But, you know, we also like to put our name out and provide for other people, too. So that's why we provide food for any of you guys. Whenever you guys come up, anytime you all want to get food, get food. And then if you're overage, you can obviously drink. And so we'll provide that, those beverages as well. And it's a time for us to actually get to meet a lot of the people that maybe we don't get to meet when, when, you know, we're just socializing, when it's not kind of open for the public for school. So that's why our tent's open. So you can come in, kind of get to meet us. If you're maybe new to the area or new to the school and you want to talk to some of the brothers, it's kind of an opportunity for you to do so. Not only that, I mean, who doesn't like going outside during a football game, Mm -hmm. watching some football, eating some food and doing a little cornhole? I mean... It's fun. I I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot, but it's kind of for us to relax. I mean, we'll be there Saturday. Uh, y'all have a home game Saturday, right?
0: At noon. So yeah, no, we're going to be
3: up here early. We're going to (laughs) be up here early. Uh, we have, and we have guys that like, so I'm fundraising chair and we have guys that are like, we have one guy who's a tailgate chair. Mm -hmm. So he deals with all the tailgate planning. So donations for tailgates, kind of what food that we're going to bring, what stuff to bring out, kind of where we want to set up. Um, it's it's cool because a lot of people don't understand fraternities are ran like a business. Like it has to be ran by like a business. There's cannot be just one person doing it all. It has to be completely separated. So, you know, you have people that plan our social events, our fundraising events, our tailgates, our shirts. Um, you have people that uh, talk to our IHQs, like those top government officials through Fiji. You have our presidents that talk to them, our finance guy who deals with all of our money in the fraternity. So you have all these split up roles. Um, and people don't understand it. it's almost like a little mini like business, but kind of like little government, like mm-hmm. a little, we talk about everything. Everybody has a role. Everybody talks during chapters. We, you know, and we have chapters. So that's another thing. We, we talk every week and we have this massive meeting every week about everything that's going on that week. So nobody's not caught up. So, and that's another thing. Every tailgate we talk about on Mondays, we talk about how we're going to run it, what time we need to be there, s- stuff like that. So, you know, but the, Tailgating, man, that is that is something we look forward to almost every week when we're able to do it.
2: That's because I mean, obviously, coming over to America, I had, th- I had there was a lot of bad stigma around frats and sororities. Obviously, they some a lot of them get a bad rap, or from the media and what I've been exposed to. But obviously, like my experience of tailgating, you guys have been nothing but like super friendly, helpful. Like, say if you want some food, been super friendly. So I can't say. Like how, like you guys, I mean, really, really good. Obviously someone that's not a part of your frat. So that obviously goes a long way to how you guys conduct yourselves. But I want to reach into a little, Fiji a little bit more. Why like Fiji, obviously I can't see where it comes from, Fire Gamma Delta. I don't see no Fiji in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so. okay, <laughs> so,
3: so back then we had a, uh, there was a couple fraternities that got onto a magazine. And this was early 1900s, I think. And so kind of what happened was is they didn't want to put Phi Gamma Delta. Um, it was, I think it was too long. Or it was, they just didn't want to put it on there because all these other fraternities had, you know, Delta Solid Delta was like Delta, Sigma Chi was like Sig. So it's like, they have like these abbreviations. We really didn't. It was like, we only had Phi Gamma. And so we had guys that like older dudes that came up with like Phi it wasn't he didn't fit right? So then they turned Fiji, and it was Fiji like it was just it was like a meeting They had and it was just to come up with a nickname and so our greek letters though are pretty sacred um, We don't put them really anywhere um, But it is cause that's why you just never see like our actual greek letters. You just see Fiji um, and it became like that really um, right when that happened because there are there are certain places that it does go um, our letters, but one of the places that it did in uh, a lot of guys ended up putting it is on their foot It was like a tattoo we had and uh, during World War I and World War II The way they identified Fiji's was on their foot for that tattoo So that's another thing that sometimes um, some of our guys do we'll, we'll do that marker and stuff like that for some of those guys that served in the military um, And just a memorial to them, but um, they are sacred in a sense where we just don't display it at all Um, we just display Fiji. So it's not, um, it's not like a secret thing. You can look up like kind of what Phi Gamma Delta and Fiji, like why it was kind of like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but we just don't display it really. Um, it's just something that we just don't really do. It's just Fiji. And then, but like, for example, for our house, like if we were to get a house, it would go on our house. Mm -hmm. So you're allowed to put like our actual Greek letters on the house but you're not, you can't put future. It's just, it's a, it's weird thing. It's, it's, it's just <laughs> something be, between, um, how we have to do everything. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. hard to explain. So but
2: yeah. To, so to slowly wrap it up, what would you give advice? What advice would you give to someone that was in your position or for people that are potentially thinking about rushing into frats?
3: Well, I would say that going back that stigma, um, it's not always there like that stigma that people have on fraternities some of it's well deserved there are some pe- there are some people in different places in the United States that you know have you know ruined their name in a sense where mm-hmm. they've done you know dumb stuff uh but i'd say go for it i mean learn those people get to know those people um that you are around that you surround yourself with if you're rushing um i would say you know understand that it is it it, it is a family like I would consider those guys my brothers any day of the week. Um, And honestly, go for it. There are so many opportunities that come with it, not only job-wise, making your own money, but um, also friendship. I mean, you carry memories longer than you carry any materialistic item. And I feel like creating as many memories as possible is what I value a lot more than anything else. So these guys... Well, like that that's kind of what you're here for creating as many memories creating as many friendships because that's what's la- that, that's what lasts, you know mm-hmm. so You know, I would just say that like, keep that in the back of your head because you know You can always go solo dolo have your own little small friend group and keep it going But once you get to meet so many people it just opens your your world to way many like too many opportunities like, like I it's just kind of hard to comprehend
2: I don't know about you, Jay, but I find this like super in- interesting because it's so—it's it's,
3: it's crazy to be honest <clears throat> with you. Because it's so like
2: different, or I've never been exposed to anything like this. And like the my only exposure, like, um, seeing the the TV show Blue Mountain State, I think it is. Oh my god, <laughs> that's d- like—that's <laughs> okay. It's
3: a great show, though. I love that show. <laughs> that's like—that's like,
2: that's like the, one of my ra- like reasons why, like, what I think of frats is obviously for the most part not true, but I just find it so interesting because it's just like. Obviously, you hear so many different things. And yeah. My experiences have been very different to what I've heard previously. So, like, I just, I don't know. I'm really intrigued by it. Do you have anything else to you want to say, Jay, or any other questions?
0: I got a few. Uh, so, do you have the tattoo on your foot or no? Um, or You can't answer that question. If you can't answer it. Yeah,
3: no, I, I can't really answer that question. All no. right, Fiji, so sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Uh,
0: one question I was gonna ask: How do you think that those student athletes and the frats can like better engage, like the fan experience, like when y'all when y'all come to games and everything? So
3: well. It's, it's not that it's hard for us, but it, I feel like it's just people on both ends. I feel like, you know, people that are in football teams like to hang out with people on football teams. And I feel like people in the fraternities like to hang out with, like, like people that are in the Greek world. But to be honest with you, I love it both. It's just how kind of you find yourself, like, friend group-wise and, like, how socially you are, how outgoing you are. I feel like if we were to connect more, it would just be... Honestly, it would be so cool if we did like a like a like a collaboration. And that'd that's a that, That'd be about, wild. Yeah. To be honest with you, that'd be insane. And I feel like that would go in like that would go crazy. And I feel like if you know you have a fraternity that's you know willing to do something like that, and it's you know w- also like a you know a friendly like group together, dude. I think it'd be awesome. I think it'd be kick ass. Yeah, I think we I think
0: about. we, should, I think <laughs> we should set something up like that. You know, I've been talking to some of my friends who are in frats. You know, I was like, we should definitely put something with the athletes and the yeah. frats together. I know, you know. I
2: think the basketball they do some sort of Greek night don't they? Uh, I think last year they did something like that, but i I'd be, yeah, be yeah. for sure trying to do something.
3: Well, um, I also want to say this, this is like one of my biggest things most people say, people say that people pay for friends and fraternities, like you <laughs> pay for your friends. Well, one of my things is you don't really go into an organization and just expect everything to be free. You mm-hmm. don't pay for your friends. Cause to be honest with you, if you come in with money and you have so much money and you act stupid and you don't know how to carry yourself, and socially you're not, you're not aware of what's going on and you say the wrong things and stuff like that, you become a liability for us. And if you're wearing our letters and you do something wrong, right, it looks bad on it's all a of us. Yeah. Yes, it's a brand, right? And it's a brand on this campus. So, you know, people say all the time, oh, you pay for your friends, you pay for your friends. I could care less how much money you have. I'm going to help you make your money for your dues if you don't have money. And Mm -hmm. I like you. That's the thing. Like, it has nothing to do with that. But the thing is, is we pay for tailgates, right? Mm -hmm. So we do tailgates like that. That's not free. We do parties, social events. That's not for free. All the fundraising events that we throw, like Rave World, that's not for free. So it's like Mm -hmm. you have to understand that there are reasons for that money, but it's it's not for paying for friends. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with that. Like, if you go into football and you're not on scholarship – You're going to have to pay for some little stuff, right? Like, or I mean, not maybe prefer, I don't know. But I'm just (laughs) saying, like, I'm trying to match it with something. But when you join an org, sometimes money does come out and it's not just for this, like, the social connection between other Mm -hmm. people. So I just need to say that. (laughs) I had people say that before I came up Mm -hmm. here and they were like, don't pay for your friends. I was like, that's not how that works. All right.
0: I got one last quick question. Run it. You might get some heat on this, but who was the best sorority and why? (laughs)
3: oh you got to give me some hot water (laughs) i'll give you my top three i'll give you my top can you give me top two okay (laughs) it's just okay i'll tell you this it's for the people that i know so i i know a lot more people in zeta and akio okay that's fair yeah i know that's that's for me i'm familiar with a lot now i am familiar with a lot of other other people in other sororities i'm not saying that but um, they come around us a lot more. Okay. Um, so, you know, ADPi, they uh, shout out ADPi, too. They are cool. They have a lot of people that they know in us. But for me personally, I hang around a lot more people that are in a in Akio. Okay. And uh, we have a sweetheart that's also in here that be helping the football guys out, Sarah. Um, she is in Akio. She's awesome, too. Um, but there's, there's other aspects to it. Like we just have a lot more people that we correlate with, with AKO and Zeta. Okay. Mm. And we're taking Zeta to homecoming today. So the, uh, it's our homecoming court, homecoming yeah. court. Well,
2: Kyle, you're an interesting man. Every time I get to talk to you, yeah. I always learn something very interesting. So I'm glad you were able to make it finally. I appreciate
3: you for having me, man. I appreciate. Uh, so you. So good? Do you want to plug? You, you want to plug
2: anything? Your socials or anything? Real quick before we end it.
3: Um, yeah. Uh, social Instagram. Follow me on Instagram, Kyle V Keen. Um, I DJ at the Fox usually on two, or usually every Tuesday, and then every other Thursday I'll be there. I'll be there tonight. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I guess I got my Instagram in there. I'll plug that in there. Love you, ma.
2: <laughs> there you go. Mom's I'm. always come first. Yes, yeah. sir.
3: DJ Kyle. Cly- uh, DJ Kyle.
2: <laughs> anyway, thank you for, ha- uh, for coming, Kyle. And uh, stay tuned. We'll be back for our last segment after this
1: break. Hey, Bearcats. If you haven't had a chance yet, check out the all-new studio show, The Growl, produced by the Bearcat Sports Network. Host Emma Sims will take a look back at the last week in Bearcat Athletics. We'll hear from our head coaches and student-athletes as well as look ahead to what's to come for Bearcat Athletics. Again, that's the growl. You can watch it on GoBearCats.com or the Bearcat Sports app.
0: Welcome back to the Cat's Eye Podcast. I'm here, Jalen Phillips. Uh, you know, me and Lewis went to talk about things we had going on in our lives and some things that we're going interesting in in the world. Uh, first off, you know, I don't know if you saw last night, the Texas Rangers won the World Series. Mm-hmm. First time first.
2: ever. I, heard, I mean, I saw a bunch of videos and um, people talking about how emotional it was because uh, it's obviously not a very
0: winning game organization yeah yeah Yeah, they've been around since 1961 i think and this is their first time Mm -hmm. winning so and then they win
2: uh they didn't didn't they lose back-to-back yeah they lost
0: back-to-back in uh 2011 and 2012 so they've had a lot of heartbreak a lot of fake rangers fans came out of nowhere yesterday they on social media it's always like that it's like i'm like i've never seen y'all post the rangers in your whole life people love winners those uh fake dallas fans i'm still upset they beat the astros that was a disappointing uh game 7 but they went you know they went 11 and 0 on the road in the playoffs how crazy is that wow they didn't lose a road playoff game i made uh old mate dusty retire huh yeah dusty was getting up there anyway but like it's it's sad to see him go like that he, he had never won a game 7 and you no, know, the streak continued so i don't know if you also saw they got flag football coming to the olympics and cricket and cricket no there's a bunch of sports let me look them up there's a flag football do you think you think US is going to run it I, I don't see why they would ever lose. Especially, they were talking about NFL players becoming in it. So, like, even if... Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine, like, NFL players going against players from uh, foreign leagues. It'd be crazy if we got upset, too. Because, you know, obviously, we're the, we're the country that plays football. And we religiously play football. So, you would think the NFL guys could easily translate to flag football. So, apparently, apparently there's, like, a big interest from in NFL players, like, trying to play in the flag football uh, Olympics, too. Do you think they'll let them know? Yeah, why not? I feel like a lot of... I. Like, me as a football player, I feel like a lot of football players have always wanted to be in Olympics, and, like, they want football to be an Olympic sport. You know, obviously it's hard to do football as yeah. Olympic sport, but flag football? Tell me why. I don't think there would be an issue at all. It, I mean, it just, I don't know, because, like,
2: there's only, like, three countries that play American football. <laughs> so it's just, like, let's put a sport in that we know we're going to dominate because we're the only country that plays it. Yeah. Like, make that
0: make sense. Well, that's going to be Australia and cricket. No. What? They're the dom. They're, they're you're telling me Australia's not dominant in cricket.
2: I mean, we're dominant, but <clears throat> there's a bunch of other Pakistan, India, England, South Africa. Uh, you got the West Indies. There's a bunch of teams.
0: There's New still Zealand. some competition out there.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, we're, Australia's kind of struggling in cricket right now. Um, they put sports climbing is in, uh, they're putting in the Olympic surfing. Sports climbing? Is that like, you do? that's like rock climbing? You're rock climbing, yeah i've always been scared to do break that. dancing oh this is for 20, this is Twenty twenty eight, correct so a couple i think surfing was already in it i think rock climbing was in 2020 olympic dance break dancing's in 2024 so the next olympics that's wild next year's the
0: olympics wow yeah it's Got in a uh,
2: it's in paris i'm pretty sure because the last one tokyo is 2020 I've, Honestly the the last olympics i can remember is the rio in 2016. <laughs> I can't think i can't think of any
0: the other two olympics after well, that. Well, cuz we had covid 2020 so like that th- i think it happened oh, that's in 2021 right. so the, it got thrown off a year.
2: Oh uh, yeah cuz um they had the cardboard beds. Yeah. Cuz i didn't want, you know, some
0: extracurricular activities happening. <laughs> if you know what i mean? If you if you had to be the olympics for any sport besides basketball, what sport do you think you'd make it in? What sport do i th- would i want to or what
2: sport do i think do you think being an athletic trainer, <laughs> I don't. Honestly, I don't. How's your cricket game? Oh, a bit shaky. Um, I don't know. It's it's just hard because it's like you. Do you like people don't realize how elite you have to be to be able to go to the Olympics for any sport?
0: I think that people do realize that. That's why it's like the you hardest. Think? Thing. Yeah, that's like why getting an Olympic goal. like being Olympic gold, that means you're the best player. At that sport or activity in the world, like mm. out of everybody, there's eight billion people in the world. What sport do you think? For you? No. Yeah. Well, for oh. me. what about you? I think you'd be a good swimmer. I'm not gonna uh, lie. No. Uh, you are from the You're from the Outback, uh, mate. That doesn't change a whole lot. You, you can't swim. I swim th- long I, arms though. <clears throat>
2: I can swim. I swim to survive. I don't swim to. <laughs> uh, I'm running away from a shark. So.
0: Well, speaking of survival, speak,
2: speaking of sharks, that's that's probably the perfect segue. Uh, yeah. Um. I don't know um, if you guys heard, but back home where I'm from, so probably like an hour from where I'm from, a place that I regularly go, um, there was about a 15-foot shark that took a guy while he was surfing um, and they only recovered a part of his board and a part of his wetsuit.
0: Oh, That's the only parts that they found. Took him while he was surfing. And it's funny... um, Prayers for anybody who might be listening, if this might be your family member or anything, we don't mean to offend yeah. them or anything. It's just a crazy thing. Cause I was asking Lewis like how often this happened. He said, Oh, about every six months. I'm like, six I months. I mean, I'm this I think it's I think it's a <laughs> little bit more like it's it
2: getting a getting bit by a shark like happens, but getting killed by a shark is really, really rare. So it's funny because um my dad texted this, this is why I'm on my phone right now. Um he has a mate who was on the cliff that was about to go down for uh, for a surf when he saw the guy get taken by the shark. So that's kind of crazy how all that's linked. Um, because my, my my I know my dad, who's a regular surfer, he surfs at that spot quite often when he gets the chance. So it's kind of crazy how – because I saw it um, pop up and I was like, oh, I'm sure the Americans will like that. But, yeah, 15-foot shark, it's a great white shark. It's a big boy right there. But usually – they, they don't really like the taste of humans, so they usually just bite and then just go about their day. But they were, apparently, like, the shark came up, took him, and dragged him down, so he probably most likely drowned, um, rather than actually dying of being eaten, you know what I
0: mean? I don't know which was worse.
2: Drowning, for sure. The didn't, feeling of drowning- you have to wait
0: and die. If you get bit by the shark, then you're probably like, yeah, as soon but as you uh, get bit, you're done.
2: Yeah, it depends on where I bit him, because if you bit him in half, then- Ooh.
0: Gosh, I don't. I
2: don't want to imagine that. Did yeah. they? How do you defend yourself against a shark? Do they teach you anything
0: like that out there? Or? Uh,
2: well, it depends. Like, if you if you know the sharks like coming towards you, like you can see the shark. That's the problem. A lot of the times you ha- You don't know the shark's coming until it's too late. Mm. But if it's like clear enough water where you know when it comes out, you if you like smack it in the nose or like push it away. It ha- like it has a really really sensitive nose. So their eyes aren't that like developed. It's their nose. That's why they can. Um, I don't know what the word would be, but they can sense like electro, m- like magnetic movements, whatever it is, like uh-huh. kind of like sonar kind of thing. Uh-huh. And like, obviously they can smell blood. So they, they use their nose. So if you hit them in the nose, cause it's so strong and so sensitive, like it deters them. So you're like, uh, I know there's a, a famous video of a, uh, a, a surfer, McFanning, Fanning, an Australian surfer, like during like, this is like the WSL, which is like the NBA for surfing, like the competition, like Kelly Slater, all those guys. And this is during one of the competitions. He's like waiting for a wave, you know, everyone's watching on the beach and the shark comes up and attacks him and basically just turns around and just goes, boom, 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 (laughs) just smacks him and then obviously gets out the water. Um, So, yeah, I mean, sharks, they're no fun, but, um, yeah, it is – because obviously, what we're in November, so back home it's flipped, so it's starting to warm up rather than cool down here. So it's starting to get to summer. So, oh, so y'all,
0: y'all's Christmases are hot,
2: yeah. Yeah, I've never had a cold Christmas in my life. Christmas uh,
0: Christmases are like really, really hot, yeah. Well, me neither I hear It'd be it was like 85 last year during
2: Christmas. 85 I'm talking about Christmas is like 100 minimum. Oh, yeah, like that's hot.
0: That does sound anyway.
2: Cool. I I texted you before. Um, to talk about what's been going on with you. What have what you been vibing to? What, like, music, what TV shows you been been listening to that you want to put the people on?
0: Okay, I'm sure everybody knows about this, but Drake uh, Drake's album, at first I wasn't liking it at first, but it's been growing on me, like, each day by day, and like, mm-hmm. I keep listening to it more and more, and I don't know, I'm starting to like it now. Like, I'm not the hugest, huge fan of Drake. Like, I like Drake, and he's cool to me, but, you know, I'm not a diehard Drake fan. But listen to this new album, I don't, I don't know, it's, it's been growing on me. There's a couple what's of songs. What's your favorite like, song? uh it's called far away from home it's far like away from home. yeah it's, it sounds like he's back on his old drink he's like rapping just reminiscing about the days before he was you know famous and everything so mm. i like that uh i watched the spider-man trilogy like the original spider-man with toby Maguire. <laughs> i watched that trilogy over the weekend it was it was amazing i forgot how good those movies are
2: mm-hmm. well yeah. i got a few notes i mean i've got some, you know what song has been back in my rotation i'm listening um uh, excuse Me Miss by Chris Brown.
0: I don't know your name, hey, but, but excuse me, miss. Me, miss. I, I saw, saw you from, from across, across the room.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. Um, and I got some, uh, I know that some, uh, you know, the, do you know this, the band The Smiths? The Smith. I've heard of that name before. I don't yeah, know Yeah, I've been listening to uh, The Night Has Opened My Eyes. It's a great song.
0: The Smith, The, the Night Smiths. Has Opened My Eyes. Yeah,
2: it's a good song. And I got some, I mean, if you want, I got some Australian. Jasmine by Mad Jack It's a local band from back home. That's a, a banger. Um, movies and TV shows. Uh, you watched the David Beckham documentary? No, I, that's on. That's on the list. What, watch you that. Need to <laughs> put, move that up. It's really, really, really good. Move that Jason, up to one. two thumbs up from Jason means it's real. I mean, he's shaking it. He's shaking it crazy. That means it's good. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's. I mean, I'm obviously I'm a big uh, soccer or football fan, so I, I I knew a decent amount about his story, but it's really well done. I didn't realize cause I didn't, uh, he came in and he like kind of shot into the scene and then uh, he went to the world cup and for England and he was kind of like the man and then some stuff happened and then he turned into a bit of a villain mm-hmm. and just talking about all that, it's just everywhere after that, wherever he went he just got hated on and he just continually proved it, proved his doubters wrong. Really, really good. I, like, I think you should like add that up to the top of the list. Really, really well, like Interesting, keeps you engaged, uh, story, like all that sort of stuff. It's really, really uh, interesting. Another one, have you seen
0: Guy Ritchie's The Covenant? Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. That was – is that what the – It's the dude from um, – Is it the dude from The Office? Yeah, Oh, yeah, the dude. dude. Tell me why I just watched that with Truman, uh, like, probably, like, a few days Truman's ago. Truman's just getting shouted out after shouted yeah, out. Yeah, I walked over his house. I'm like, hey, what is this? And he was like, man, this secret covert operation and all this stuff's going on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, dang. And yeah, so it's um, based uh, on what, a true what's, story, too. What's
2: John Kronowski, I think his name is. Yeah. Krenzowski. Um It's really, really good. It's interesting because it, like, flips. The story, because obviously, like you have your typical like army special operations stuff, where it's kind of like you kind of know what's going to happen, mm-hmm. but like, it just flips and it goes from the point of view of one of the uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistani like interpreters and stuff. I thought I was really interesting. Um, If you give it a watch, I think it's on Amazon. Prime, Amazon Prime. Yeah.
0: It's it's crazy because like it makes you feel like remorse for both sides, you know, because yeah. both sides are doing things. They're you know the the soldiers are the covert CIA. They don't want to be over there, really hunting down, killing people, and everything. Like obviously, they want to fight for their country, but you know mm-hmm. they don't want to attack innocent lives and like have to defend themselves all the time. And obviously, the civilians who are just there, you know, they're just trying to live their regular lives, and they're in the middle of a a battle it could be whenever, wherever, you know. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of uh, kind of like sad and remorseful that you hate to see things like that going on in the world. Yeah, I mean, talking about that
2: with uh, Israel and Palestine, that's yeah. um. Do you know like what's the background and the story behind that, like the reasoning? Nah, t- what do you know? Uh, about? I mean, I kind of. I mean, I, I don't want to be like I know what's going on. I just, from my understanding, um, so like basically, uh, when World War One, World War Two, well, World War Two, like with the Nazis and stuff, where the Jews were getting persecuted, uh-huh. I think a lot of them came to Israel by the help of um, uh, the Britain, and they kind of like created Israel, and then obviously. When they came in and took some of their land, the Palestinians, like the Muslim population, had beef because obviously you're coming into my place and taking my land and uh-huh. stuff like that. That's obviously not going to go down well. And I think over years and years and years, just just tensions have uh, risen and risen and risen. And then I think both sides have done stuff to like annoy each other. Mm. And obviously they just got the hatred, hatred, hatred. And then um, there's like a militant wing um. From Palestine called the Hamas, and they kind of took control of. Because there's two territories: it's West Bank and Gaza, uh-huh. and then Israel is in between both. And Gaza, which is on the coastline, is like blockaded by Israel, so they they control what goes in and what goes out of uh, Gaza. And basically, I think the Hamas, like they're kind of, like they're political. Some people think they're terrorist. I'm not here to say which one they are. Uh-huh. Uh, I think they like said we had enough of this and. You know, tried to do something about it, and that's in turn escalated it into something that's led to millions, thousands of people dying and being displaced. So it's it's tragic on both sides. No matter like who you're, uh, what side you're on, I think it's you got to feel for both sides, no matter how you feel
0: about yeah, it. I I totally agree. You know, I don't want to be the one here to speculate what's going on over there, who's right and who's wrong. It's just sad to see that, you know, a lot of innocent people, you know, are are dying. And people, you know, people that are over here in the United States, you know, they have family back there. And, like, mm-hmm. that's where some of their heritage is from. So it's kind of tough to see them go through stuff like that. You know, our thoughts and prayers are with both sides. And hopefully they can work something out and, you know, try to have less casualties and whatnot. Mm-hmm.
2: Do you have anything else you want to you know? Talk about, wrap up about?
0: Uh nothing man. I just want to say good luck on Monday, man. We've been excited. I love basketball season, especially college basketball. It's very mm-hmm. entertaining. A lot of Tuesday, Wednesday nights. I'm just sitting at home, ESPN <laughs> game day, college Seth the is over there on the call, calling some college basketball games. So I'll be excited to watch y'all this year. Hopefully we make the tournament and just you know, just take care of business. Yeah. Actually, I have one more thing.
2: One more thing. I watched the Shining again on the weekend. Oh, that movie is overrated. Overrated? Oh my! Oh, I don't know about overrated,
0: but I it's, sat there, it's I okay. watched there,
2: and I I hate scary movies as it is, so it's easy to scare me. I sat there, and I was just like, like I love Jack Nicholson. He's a great actor. There's a bunch of movies that I love that he's in, but I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, this is rubbish. Like I'm. Um, let's turn this off.
0: That's the one who's like, here's Johnny. Yeah, the one in the, the, where the, ho- the
2: hotel sit and yeah, he goes yeah. crazy and then the, the room is possessed. That
0: movie's not overrated. That movie, it's just...
2: I mean, I get it for the time. Like, it was one of the first, like, horror, horror movies. Yeah. Um, What's that? Hitchcock? Is that the dude that made? Yeah, Alfred Hitchcock. Um, like, I can get it for the time. It was, like, cutting edge. But, like,
0: looking back, I don't think it's aged that well. I don't know. See, for me, like, old scary movies like that, they don't really scare me. It's, like, more like, this conjuring and this insidious stuff or, or like, stuff like uh, that. the old, like
2: a uh, Halloween.
0: Yeah. You know. No. So it's like those stuff don't really scare me. I really don't like scary movies in general. At I first I'm not really, movies. I'm not going to be like, Hey, let's watch a scary movie. But like, if somebody's like, Hey, let's watch it. I'm not going to be the guy like, Oh no, please. <laughs> I can't watch that. I'm not going to be able to sleep. So, you know, I, I, I'm more like the action and adventure type of guy, you know, mm-hmm. I'm a big superhero movie type person.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like those superhero movies are kind of just falling off recently. Mm-hmm.
0: They have been, but
2: I gotta watch the new Loki season. That's came oh, out.
0: Oh, I didn't tell you. I'm on that. I've oh, yeah. been on that
2: heavy. I gotta watch it. New
0: episode come out today, so I'm I'm locked in after this. <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I gotta I gotta lock in actually. I gotta maybe start watching it tonight. We'll see. But um, yeah. No, I appreciate the the support for Monday. Um, it's kind of crazy that basketball season's already here this this quickly. But I'm happy it's here. But yeah, just hopefully come out, get, you know hit the floor rolling mm. and get after it. You know, get a few dubs. So. Can't wait. Hey, shoot the ball. Just let it fly. You just know? let it fly. Yeah, if you're open, shoot it. No know? mentality. You just got Li- to get shots Angelo L'Angelo, what, Michael Porter? Yeah, MPJ. Michael Porter Jr.
0: I love Michael Porter Jr., especially coming out of high school. Michael
2: Porter, don't swing the rock, Jr.? Yeah, just shoot the ball.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no shot is a bad shot. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyways, well, obviously, good
2: luck, Kennesaw State. Uh, I'll be there. So Yeah, we're gonna you know, get a win.
0: I've been saying that for eight weeks, but we're gonna I'll get a be, win this time.
2: I'll be uh, I'll be in the smack middle of uh, the Fiji tent getting some uh, some food and then we'll be at the Kennesaw game, hopefully get a few dubs. So uh yeah, no, we'll uh, be back next week hopefully with another episode. So uh yeah, you wanna close out for us?
0: Yeah, man. Uh thank you guys for listening, tune in, follow us on Instagram at the Cat's Eye Podcast. We'll see you next week. Your beauty. We're out of here. Catch ya.
1: The Cat's Eye podcast is recorded in the BSN studios at the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. Today's episode was written by Lewis Rowe and Jalen Phillips. This episode is produced by Jason Barfield. All music is courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.